chosen to be in the right place at the right time. I believe your heart is open and I believe God is going to speak to you and that's why you're here. So uh, I, I'm anticipating something really powerful. I'm going to start something today and um, we will continue as long as the Spirit of God keeps revealing stuff to me. Is that okay with you? Yes. Because um, there's so much going on right now in the spirit and, and so many things that are coming together that I just cannot get it done in 35 minutes. It's just not fair uh, to, the, to the load of information that I want to pass on to you. So let's prepare our hearts. Let's stand um, and let's pray before we start. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given signs in the heavens and on earth concerning your timetable and timeline. You've given signs that would prepare our heart if we would see them and understand them. We thank you, Lord, that today as we, we gather before you that you have given us your spirit to show us these things, to prepare us for what's coming on the earth and to guide us through the chaos and to continue to be able to walk in your divine provision, protection, plans, and purposes. And so we set our heart today to follow what you would say to us, to be obedient to the smallest detail. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to make it clear. And I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would help me to present this difficult information with clarity and so that people would be able to understand it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Um, it is certainly one of the most complicated sermons I've delivered. So, I usually try and make my sermons easy. You ask, ask Pastor Cindy. I, I try each time to make it s simple so that people can understand. If you don't understand, it doesn't mean anything to you, right? So, I, that's the purpose. I try and make it as simple as possible. And then I get home and I say to Cindy, so, how was that? And she says, Dad. <laughs> I don't think you understand the word simple. I mean, it's really, you start off simple and then you get, get going. All right. Anyway, so I'm glad to see a lot of people with notebooks this morning. Um, and I, I'm, I'm telling you up front that it is a complicated sermon. Okay? There's going to be a lot of information. And based on that, in the life groups, I'm going to give the life group leaders my notes. So it's going to be a different setting in life groups this week because it's the first week going to give them opportunity to read my notes again and then to ask them questions that they will not know how to answer. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding right now because the answer is the answer's in the notes, okay? All right. So 
Let's begin. First of all, I really have good news for faithful believers. It's good news, all right? So just it's good news. But, on the other hand, for lukewarm, uncommitted Christians and for unbelievers, not so much. However, there is still hope for those because God has an open-door policy. And that you can come to Him at any time if you're wanting to follow Jesus with all of your heart, and He will welcome you at the foot of the cross. Isn't that great? His grace will continue throughout the Great Tribulation period. There will be millions upon millions of people who will give their life to God during the Great Tribulation and who will be saved. God's grace is not lifted off the earth during the Great Tribulation period. In fact, I believe the Tribulation period is an act of God's grace even though there is judgment occurring, simply because he'd rather see you go through that persecution and tribulation on the earth and make a decision for Christ rather than that, then go to hell. And if you want to speak to somebody who's been to hell, I would like to let you know that we have right with us today our dear friend Bill and his wife Annette Weiss. So if you want to know what hell's like, please come and speak with him. Or read his book. Okay, the 21 reasons not to go there. (laughs) All right, so you know the Holy Spirit um, will show us things to come. Uh, The Bible tells us that more than one place. Jesus told us that, that he's going to comfort us, he's going to guide us, he's going to show us. So it's not an uncommon thing for the Holy Spirit to download into our hearts information about the future. Correct? It's to be expected, Corinthians tells us. That So I have received some prophetic insight from the Spirit of God concerning the year 2022 um, and the signs of the times that we're living in. And then God told me how we should prepare for what is coming. So what am I going to talk to you about today? What are we going to discuss today? The following things. We're going to talk about how do we prepare and tap into God's plans purposes, protection, and provision in the year 2022. What does the year 2022 hold in store for us spiritually? What are the Hebrew numerological pictures and symbols for this year? Why is the number 20 so important? What is, listen carefully, what is the seal of God and the mark of the enemy that will be manifested this year. What is the warning God has for us and for unbelievers? Will there be an economic collapse prior to the rapture? And then I'm going to remind you of the prophecy I gave in January of 2019, as led by the Spirit of God again, Because it is being fulfilled, and I will read it to you today to remind you, because I'm sure many of you haven't got it written down anywhere, so I will remind you what it says. Now, you know that there are hidden truths in the numbers in the Bible. Yep? Do you know what that study of those numbers is called? Numerology. Look at you guys. Such a smarty pants group, right? Awesome. It's called numerology. Study of the numbers. What we're going to do is we're going to examine 
the number 2022, its numerological value, and we're going to look at the symbols that are given to us from the Hebrew language and also in the Bible. Right? So this is where I'm going. So prepare yourself. So let, let me start by saying this. Um, do you know that every letter in the Hebrew alphabet, of which there's 22, has a pictorial meaning? For example, the first letter, Aleph. The picture of Aleph is an ox. And the last, letter, the last letter in the alphabet is Tav. And the picture is a cross. Just saying. Um, the symbolic meaning of the first and the last, the ox speaks of strength, while the X speaks of the end. Now, the numeric value is also has symbolic values. So, for example, um, when there's a number, there's a symbol. So the X also has a numerical value, and its value is 400. And we will get to the pictorial number and symbolism of 400. As you can see, it's already complicated. And I've, my breath is just out of my mouth. Um, but we, we will get into I, Did you know that when God created everything in the beginning, it said God spoke? Do you know that when he spoke, he used the Hebrew language? Turn and tell your neighbor, oh my, I did not know that. Well, what language do you think he used? See, he used the Hebrew language. And he used it on purpose because it is such a powerful language. It has symbolisms, has numeric value, um, it has pictures. Every single letter has a picture with symbols attached to it. When you, when you read the Hebrew uh, uh, Bible... It tells a completely different story. It tells you in pictures. I love pictures. And that's what it does. It tells you in pictures what's going on. So today, when we look at this number, 2022, we're going to see the following pictures. We're going to see the hand of God. We're going to see the power of the tongue. We're going to see a highly prophetic time. We're going to see an encounter, two opposite and opposing forces at work at the same time. We're going to see things deduced by sorcery, and that's just by way of introduction. So, let's begin with the number 20, 2022. Let's begin with the number 20. The 11th alphabetic letter in the Hebrew language is the word kaf. That is the, the number. And its numerical value is 20. As I said, every one of these alphabetical uh, letters has a value. And its value is 20. But it pictorial meaning. Remember I said it has pictures and it has symbols. It has numerical value, has pictures, and it has symbols. The pictorial meaning of this number 20 is an open hand. So there are two open hands seen here. The one open hand is God to us, and the other open hand is us to God. So it symbolizes, tell me what you think it symbolizes, think about it. 
What do you think it symbolizes? Open end. Giving end and receiving. God is giving, but so are we. God is receiving, but so are we. So this year symbolizes this powerful understanding of giving and receiving. There are two open hands. Now, the principle of giving and receiving or sowing and reaping, a.k.a. the law of Genesis, is not new to us. We know this principle, so let's go back and read Genesis where God implements this principle. It's found in Genesis 1 and verse 11. Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. So the principle is that the tree produces fruit, the fruit has seed in it, that seed reproduces the tree. So it's an ongoing cycle, it doesn't stop. But now, think about this for a moment. If the fruit from that tree is not replanted, the seed doesn't go into the ground, then there's no further fruit, there's no further harvest, it ends. Can you see that? So while it is an ongoing uh, uh, system that God has put, it has to be implemented. I believe that God is going to actually emphasize during this year to you individually this principle, and it's going to be necessary for believers to constantly apply this principle if they're going to walk in God's ongoing provision. You can't take the harvest that's coming from the sowing that you did. For example, during um, November when I taught on the Spirit of Mammon, many of you sowed extra seed into the ground. That's going to produce a great harvest for you. It's going to produce a great harvest. But if you consume the harvest, if you simply eat the harvest and don't plant again, you'll have nothing for the next season. Follow me? Right. Now, uh, it, is, it is apparent that the Holy Spirit is talking to more than just me about it because Pastor Joey last week spoke about seed time and harvest. He spoke about the sowing the seed and the reaping. By speaking, he spoke about different things financially, didn't he? So he started that off. Um, and, you know, it was amazing. I didn't tell him to, to, to preach that. It was what was in his heart. That's what he spoke. But you see, so the Holy Spirit has given us a start to the year, and it's exactly in line with what I'm saying. Now, the word 20, the number 20, also speaks of manhood. Manhood. And, uh, it's, and, and manhood, what we understand from this, is that it's the age of accountability. This is what we get from Scripture, age of accountability. Um, for those who were counted among the people of Israel for service, for war, and for worship. You could not go to war if you were under 20 years of age. But once you became 20, you became responsible and accountable to defend Israel, to lead and participate in the worship, and to do service as a priest. Under the age of 20, you couldn't do it. But just see how important this number 20 is. Do you remember when the spies returned from the promised land and they said they were not able to go in? And then God said, well, go back into the desert. And the people died in the desert. What age did the people die from? What age did they die in the desert? 20 onwards. So the people who were held accountable by God and responsible for that decision all died. 
Under 20, they were not held accountable. So remember, the number 20 is speaking of maturity of believers and accountability and responsibility. It also speaks of a new beginning. You know the number 19, when we spoke about the last year in 2020, uh, well, two years ago now, uh, we spoke about the end of a decade. The nine means the end of something, but the zero means a new beginning. So 20 speaks of a new beginning. So the number 20 speaks of maturity as believers. How many of you want to be counted as mature and responsible in this year? Okay? All right. So... The number 22. The number 22, wow, there is so much that I could say about the number 22. I will probably spend the rest of the day just talking about that. So, there are 22 letters in the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet. 22. And 22 that we're looking at is the last one. So what does it mean? It means that it, 22 encompasses the entire Word of God. That's what it means. 22 encompasses the entire Word of God. We have the beginning and we have the end. We have the Aleph, which is the first letter, and we have the Tav, which is the last letter. In Greek, we know it as the Alpha and uh, Omega. So we refer to it as Alpha and Omega, but in the Hebrew word, Hebrew language, you'd say Aleph and Tav. It's the same thing. So 22 is speaking of the Tav, the end um, and all of the letters in between. So, I want you to know something. I have not shared the content of this word with anybody. Nobody knows what I was going to say. All right, I kept it between me and God and just stayed fasting and praying and seeking God to get what He wanted to say. So when the Spirit of God spoke through Pastor Cindy this morning, you need to understand something. She has no idea what I'm going to say. All right, but the Spirit of God does and wanted to emphasize this next point. Since 22 encompasses the entire Word of God, we must intensify our attention to the Word of God this year. We have done it in the past. We've always been Word people. We've always said the Word is our foundation, right? It's not something new. But God is saying we're going to have to step it up. Listen to Proverbs 20. Uh, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. The Word of God is going to be your life. It's your lifeline. It is going to be your health. And you're going to need divine protection this year. As you know, uh, the, the variants are spreading throughout the world and people are getting sick all over the place, but it is the Word of God that is going to be health to their flesh. All right? Not what they administer to you in a hospital. That is most likely going to kill you. Okay? Um, I don't know if you know the very sad news that uh, Pastor Ray Bentley passed away last week from um, Maranatha Church. He was, he was reasonably young. He was in great condition. He had the vaccination. And he had a heart attack recently after that and passed. Okay? He also got COVID. So he had the vaccination, got COVID, got the heart attack and died. Um, so <clears throat> I believe what the Spirit of God is telling us that we have to focus 
on the Word of God for guidance, for strength, and for comfort, not the world, as Pastor Cindy prophesied this morning. We have to put the Word of God first place, not the news. You will wrestle, you will wrestle with the Word and the news during this period of time. You will struggle to stay strong when listening to the news and what they say. Unless you take the Word of God as a priority in your life and say the Word of God is the final uh, authority. And as we sang this morning, God decides when the page is going to turn. Amen? Give the Lord a praise. Come on. The number 22 also represents, get a hold of this, holy tongue. I'm telling you, as I was studying through this stuff, I couldn't believe, I was getting chills up and down my body. I was thinking, this is amazing. What else is going to happen this year? Holy tongue, holy tongue. Now, on holy tongue, we have two sides. We have a negative side and a positive side. So on the negative side of the word 22, you can picture something wholly wicked as doubling of 11 represents, 22 is twice 11 for those who are slow with the math. Uh, don't want to lose anybody, but stay with me. It represents, get this, disorganization, doing what is right in your own eyes, and antichrist. I might want to say that again. On the negative side, 22 can picture holy wicked as the doubling of 11 represents disorganization, doing what is right in your own eyes, and antichrist. How many of you have noticed people doing what is right in their own eyes? Anybody who seems to have a little bit of authority has made decisions to do whatever they want to do. Just, we're going to do it our way, and that's all there is to it, and you will abide by our rules. And they're all different. Everybody in every different place have got their own rules. It is such confusion. It's because everybody wants to do what is right in their own eyes. They have no guideline. But praise God, on the positive side of 22, it pictures something highly prophetic. Highly prophetic. And we're going to see some scripture in a moment. I'm going to get to that. And this is going to be amazing. I will deal with that next week. I will open that and unpack that particular statement next week. Now, back to the negative side. 22 also represents something originated by sorcery. Which means it has demonic origin. And now I'm going to show you how the demonic origin is functioning in the world right now. And you will see it in greater and greater measure in 22. Based on the very fact of what's hidden in this, in this number that God is revealing to us right now. So we have positive and we have negative. We have the, the negative in sorcery, in profane, but we have the positive in sacred, but both of them involves words and tongue. You will hear, you will hear on the news words that you know are spawned in hell. You will know they're coming from demonic origin. 
you will know that they're not from God and they're there to trap people, to, to, to imprison people, to put them into bondage. You'll know it because they will generate fear, intimidation in the people that hear them. So we're going to see two opposing forces, opposite forces, operating at the same time. We've seen it already, but nothing like we're going to see it in the new year. One of the forces from the negative side, from the sorcery side, from the demonic side, from this side of, of disorganization, is the Antichrist spirit. Trying to dominate the world using chaos and fear and intimidation and manipulation. People, if you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been. If this is the first time you're hearing it, you're in worse trouble than you know. Because this is everywhere. What I'm reading to you, what I'm telling you now, is something that has been evident to those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, to those who have the Spirit of God in them, they're going, whoa, what is that? It can't be possible. That's insane. How could you be saying that? Why are you doing that? It's ridiculous that nobody's objecting to that. On the other hand, we're going to see those who are sensitive to the Spirit, those who decide to walk in the Holy Ghost, those who come to the prayer meeting, those who spend time with God, you're going to see the Holy Spirit working within the church in a greater measure than you've ever seen and in your life because you are the church. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. But Satan is now turning his attention like never before, maybe like he did in the early days when the church was first born with Saul persecuting the church and the next two centuries killing off the prophets. We are now seeing throughout the world a greater, greater move of Satan to persecute Christians. You're aware of it. But how, how, how much, uh, how, are you aware how much is happening right here in our own town, in our own city? Do you know what the devil is doing to the church and to those who preach the gospel in our own city. I want you to watch a short video, please. Lights down. Volume up. Down by the state for not masking small children ages three to five years old. The school tried to work with the state and the little ones to keep their masks on, but abruptly, last month, they were forced to close their doors. Let's go back to late September of 2020. What was happening at the preschool and how was the state involved? So what we were doing back at uh, September 29th, uh, we were um, teaching uh, young toddlers um, all the stuff that they need to know to get ready for the world. And we were taking care of people's kids. And uh, actually, we were teaching them how to love Jesus. And then all of a sudden, the state showed up. Pastor Kevin Miller from Foothills Christian Church in East County says there was a complaint made against the preschool about children as young as three years old not wearing masks. But from the very, very beginning, I was deeply concerned that one way or another, we would end up in the place we are, which is closing down the school because the parents who didn't want their 
two and three and four year olds wearing a mask all day would just pull their kids and we wouldn't be able to stay open for the others that desperately needed childcare. And, um, and then, or we'd get shut down because we weren't able to be compliant with the state. And we've been open six years and served a lot of families. There was uh, over a hundred uh, kids, uh, 80 families, and now they're all looking for childcare. Pastor Miller says he's found a total of 322 visits to preschools in the East County over the past five years. 88 of those during COVID, but only Foothill and another one were flagged for mask issues. They worked for weeks with teachers and parents to help teach the toddlers to keep the coverings on, which experts say is already difficult given their age, but also the developmental state of speech since the children are learning to communicate. In the end, their efforts were not enough, according to California. We went through over 40 hours, nine and a half hours a day on seven visits, disrupting all the day. You can only imagine. Uh, They were interviewing three-year-olds and four-year-olds without their parents' permission or knowledge. The kids didn't want to come back to school because they were so intimidated. I had teachers left crying. So we worked and worked and worked through that. And finally, in late November, they signed us off and said, we can see you're working. We can see you're doing the very best you can. There's a whole lot of improvement. We're going to wipe out $2,600 and the thousands of dollars of fines. They were fining us $100 a day, even when we were closed. So uh, they said we were all done. We did real well. And we thought, okay, well, we're going to press on forward. And then something happened. And uh, I don't know exactly what happened, but they came back in unannounced. And uh, they essentially, they just shut us down. Which meant families had no care for their children, but also the teachers were out of a job, including the director of the preschool who's been working with kids for two decades. Oh, gosh. Sorry, it's a little close to my heart. Uh, Tiffany McHugh, the director of the preschool, has been working with kids for 19 years. And they said that she was a danger to the health and safety Mm. of children. So under state licensing in the state of California, that she would be unable to work with children for the remainder of her life. Oh, my gosh. And 21 other teachers and aides are unemployed. Thank you. Lights up. So things like this are going on that you're not aware of. Christian schools have been targeted. Christians have been targeted. Christian companies have been targeted. You don't know about it. If I do know about it, I will bring it to your attention. So some of the other positive meanings of the word, of the number 22, means totally. It means totality, creation, life, and order. On the negative side, it means disorder, destruction, or breakdown, missing components, distress, banishment. What are we seeing? CRT in schools, gender confusion being introduced, being taught, and our criminal judicial system in chaos, releasing criminals. This is what we see. This is direct compliant. Okay. So 22nd Hebrew letter, 22nd Hebrew letter, is the word tav, which I've already explained to you. It has a numerical value of 400, which I told you in the beginning. So the symbolic meaning, get a hold of this now, pay close attention to this. This is critically important. The symbolic meaning 
of this letter and this number right now means the seal of God. And it also means the mark of the enemy. So this is not 666, in case you thought that I was saying that's going to come into being this year. It is not. It is not. It is the mark of the enemy, and it speaks about completion of signal, symbols, and monument. But the number 400 is a multiple of four. And four represents and insinuates government and authority, whether holy or wicked. So we can expect to see an increase of government authority interfering with our lives on the wicked side. But on the other side, we can expect to see an increase of the government of the kingdom of God within the church and within our own lives. Okay? So hold that thought. I'll get to something in a minute. Let's look at the number two. It's 2022. So we have three twos in this number. What does the number two represent? It represents two things. It represents opposites and witnessing or witness. Opposites and witness. When we say opposites, it goes like this. God has set before you a choice. Life and death. They are the opposites. Light and darkness. Cain and Abel. Good and evil. Saved and unsaved. The first Adam and the last Adam. And Jesus said you cannot serve two masters. Okay? So we see the two all the way through as, a, as opposites. Right. So Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it's going to happen in the last days. He said, two men will be in the field. One will be taken. One will be left. It's opposites. He said, two women will be grinding at the, uh, at the meal, the corn. One will be taken. One will be left. Do you see the opposites? Lot was delivered out of Sodom and Gomorrah before the destruction came. Opposites, two opposites. One delivered, one destroyed. One taken, one left. Then it also means witness. The number two also means witness. Joshua, uh, Joshua and Caleb, two witnesses together. We have Moses and Aaron, two witnesses. We have Elijah and Elisha. And then during the Great Tribulation, there will be two witnesses. Jesus sent the people out two by two to be witnesses. Jesus gave us the prayer of the agreement. He said, if two of you shall agree. Jesus is the what number of the Godhead? He is the second number of the Godhead. And we are witnesses to that light because we have come from darkness. We were dead in our sins, but now we are alive to His righteousness. So we speak about His righteousness and about His life. Now let me try and summarize what I've said so far. How many would like a summary? Uh, only three of you, not enough. All right. In the year 2022, 
we will see and encounter two opposite and opposing forces at work. There will be division and separation. The one will be for good and the other will be for evil. God will extend an open hand to those who step into manhood, to the age of accountability, in service, in prayer, in worship. They will know, trust, and function in the Word as mature believers, not babes. They will witness of the light and the glory of God. They will walk in highly prophetic insight as they are led by the Holy Spirit. They will, their life will be in order as opposed to disorder. They will have the seal of God on them. Now watch this. Listen carefully. Which will manifest as authority, government authority, which will manifest as authority over the works of the evil that will ravish our society. They will speak words of life and great power and government authority, governmental authority of the kingdom of God. They will speak words of life with great power and governmental authority of the kingdom of God. The hand of God will be open to them because they have opened their hand to God. Can we give the Lord a praise for that? On the other side, on the negative side, picture something wholly wicked and disorder. People doing what is right in their own eyes like the Antichrist. Seduced by the desire for power and control. Something deduced by sorcery. Using words that are negative and profane. Lying, breaking promises, destruction and breaking down of society, missing components, distress and banishment. People are marked, and this is what they're marked with, and they are sealed by the enemy to serve his purposes without a conscience. Driven by their greed and the spirit of Mammon. Now, I gave a word, a prophetic word in November, just a few months ago. 2021, when I did the Spirit of Mammon teaching. Let me remind you what I said. I said, people will not be able to navigate through the coming chaos and pressure naturally. They will not be able to protect themselves without God's help and intervention. No one will be able to escape using natural means or wisdom. Now let me read to you the prophetic word I gave in January 2019. And I'm assuming that this whole sermon will go down as a prophetic word. But in 2019, I said, in this decade, we will cooperate in a greater measure with the Holy Spirit. Remember 20 being a new beginning. I said, many things that God has purposed for His children to have, to enjoy, and to possess will occur because a greater revelation of the principles of God will be known. Greater intimacy with the Holy Spirit will produce great power manifested in signs and wonders. I said the Holy Spirit will be recognized for who He is in this His dispensation and will be given the freedom to build the church of Jesus Christ for whom He's responsible. And those who heal to Him daily will blossom as a rose. They will prosper through the wisdom of God 
and the Spirit of God will manifest Himself through them. And this will be accomplished by extended periods of prayer in the Spirit. Pastor Joey last week said he was torn between two messages. He wanted to pray, preach on the Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit. Did he say that? Remember that? And then he taught on this other thing. Well, you see, both are right. Both are right, because that's exactly, and that's the reason he was having such a strong motion towards both of them, because the Spirit of God is saying, we're going to have to dig in in the Spirit. We are in the last of the last days. Nobody would dispute that. And there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is occurring called the latter rain, prophesied by Joel in the book of Acts and by James. Let's read the book of Acts, particular reference to it. In verse 17 of chapter 2, In the last day, says God, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants and both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Both men and women. <clears throat> You're going to see a rising of feminine women ministries. Despite what the gainsayers say, that's what you're going to see happening. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So notice these things. Prophecy, visions, dreams. Signs, wonders are all Holy Spirit inspired. This is a great move of the Spirit of God. These are great signs and wonders that are going to occur in the church and even in the marketplace. You're going to find that you'll be talking to somebody and suddenly inside of you, there'll be a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge that will rise up. And you'll go, Lord, what am I supposed to do with this? And you may be shocked because you think, oh God, I can't say this. I can't say this. Yeah, well, you need to be very kind and very gentle when you say, listen, I think I've got something from the Lord. I think I've got something. You can judge it if you want to, but this is what I feel what the Lord is saying. Could you do that? Yeah. Don't say, wait a minute, yeah, yeah, thus saith the Lord. Okay, that's not what I want you to do in Starbucks, okay? Just don't do that. Also notice this very last line. There's going to be revival multitudes calling for, the, for salvation. I can't wait to get to my next, my next teaching about this. I just, it is phenomenal what's going to happen. So I'm going to take a few Sundays, and I'm going to explain the signs that we see here, these prophetic signs. I'm also going to start looking at the blood moons and show you the blood moons and how they connect to Israel um, and some more Hebrew understanding. Um, as, as God just opens up and reels, it needs, it needs time for me to prepare this kind of in-depth ser uh, service and sermon, okay? But I can tell you this, you can't afford to be blind and uninformed about the signs and what they mean, amen? There's, there is a, a great demonstration and manifestation of the Spirit that we are walking in and we should expect in your own personal life, a great sign. But those who reject the Spirit's warning... They do it at their own cost. I can tell you something. If you are not prepared and don't want to do what the Spirit of God is saying uh, and you choose to be ignorant, well, be ignorant still. 
You're going to blow it off, that's fine. If you ignore the warnings that the Holy Spirit is so clearly uh, giving us, then, um, and you think it's just, well, cons- uh, you know, um, sensationalism or, or conspiracies, well, that's on, that's on them who, who think this way. All right, let me try and wrap this up. 2022, we must be vigilant and recognize that our enemy is going around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And in particular, he's going to devour, listen to this, the unprepared, the ignorant, and the weak. He will get them. And you will wonder, well, what happened to that person? How come that happened? Well, you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know how prepared they are. And you have no idea what level of faith they're walking in and stuff like that. You don't know. Right. To exterior, it looks like, oh, they're great and they're great, the spiritual people, but you never know. Right. There are clear signs for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see the impending danger that is already at work in America and around the world. But hear me now. The full fury will come suddenly. Just like in the day of Noah, they were going about living their normal life until the day Noah entered the ark and then the flood came. They had no expectation that was going to happen. They were marrying and giving in marriage. They had no expectation. They were taken completely off God. And if you read Matthew chapter 24, chapter 25, and Jesus speaks about the, the parables and the, his return, it happened every single time. People were unprepared, unprepared, unprepared. All right. So what is Satan's end game? World domination. He wants to take control of the human race demanding, and he will, demanding that they worship him as God. And how, if you read the book of Revelation, it happens. And if you won't worship him, he cuts your head off. So there it is. You have no choice. At least you have a choice now whether you come to church or not. You have a choice whether you pray or not. But there will come a day when you won't have a choice. I'm not saying you. And Satan has accelerated his strategy to take control of the world population. I think we're aware of this. You see, he is going to force people into submission. He will try and, first of all, seduce them into submission, promising the world, you know, giving you fame and fortune, success, and and so on, even, you know, winning the voice, whatever. (laughs) But then what will happen in your success, you become too busy for God or you feel you don't need God. But he will... He will dominate all humanity at any cost. He will sacrifice humans on the altar of control. He doesn't care about the individual. He wants control. That's the reason he's willing to kill so many who won't worship him. He wants control. And don't underestimate Satan's ability to deceive, to beguile, and to manipulate. He's very, very good at it. Satan has already, I've seen the last few years, I've seen an amazing move of the devil. He's brought division among families. He's brought division among friends, uh, school mem- uh, church members, uh, parents in schools, uh, race, gender, unprecedented. Never seen anything like it. All right, so in a few words, what must I do? What must I do, Pastor Andrew, between now and next week? And for the rest of the year. And for the rest of your life. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 gives us a clue. It says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Four things it tells us to do. Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. 
And in that, resist the devil, he will flee from you. But do those things. Do those things. So what am I saying? We must lean into God. We must lean into Him. Number two, we must push into His presence. Not that it's difficult to push into His presence. The difficulty is getting out of our everyday work. We are so busy. We have so many things that take up our time that we have to fight those things off to choose time with God. That's what I'm saying, pushing into His presence. Find the open door. God has opened the door for you and He shut other doors. Find the open door. How will this be accomplished? Pray in the Spirit more and more like you've never done ever before. Spend time praying in the Spirit. If you, have nothing, if you don't know what to pray about, pray in the Spirit. In your car, in your shower, anywhere you go. Pray in the Spirit. Give it priority. Building yourself up in the Spirit. Building yourself up on your most holy faith. And allow God to lead and guide you. The more you pray in the Spirit, the more sensitive you'll be to the Spirit. The more sensitive. And you'll hear Him more clearly. Walk this way. Do this. All of what I'm sharing with you came because I did that. And because I'm doing that, I have increased my personal time with God, not to, to, to draw attention to myself, but I'm now up to three hours a day. Because the time demands it. The, what we're facing in this life demands it. And it's important for you that I hear God and keep on staying in tune because this is critical time. As the captain of the ship, I've got to guide you through troubled waters. You may not have that much time, so God is expecting me as the shepherd to do as much of the, the heavy lifting as possible and bring you a good meal and a helpful meal so that you can make it through and continue going. Amen? So I'm encouraging you, don't stay away from church. This is not the time to stay away from church. And this is not the time to go to a church that's telling you, uh, go and paint a building, go and clean the streets. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You, you know, doing, doing social works are important. But you need to know this stuff, otherwise it's not going to matter. God has made a way. My, my, my time is up. I, I need to stop. I, I'll, I'll continue next week. You know, is there going to be economic collapse before the rapture? I'm going to continue next week about getting to God's provisions, God's protection, God's purposes and plans. Make a, make a note of this statement, and I'll explain it next week. The plan of God is where His purpose for making something is fulfilled. I'm going to say that again. The plan of God is where His purpose for making something is fulfilled. And I'll explain that next week. All right. Let's have everybody on their feet. Father, we thank You for Your Word today. We thank You, Holy Spirit, for enabling me to deliver this Word. Thank You for the uh, instruction that came clearly, understandably, and that Your people, Your bride, Your wife, was able to hear the words from their master, from their father. Words of encouragement, words of life, words that will take them safely to the other side, through the chaos, through the tribulation, through the persecution that's coming. And Lord, that they will know peace with you, and they will know your provision, and they will know your protection. And Lord, as we continue with this series next week, I just pray for your people, oh God, that they will step in and they will press into you. 
initially, right now, my Father, that they will begin to pray like never before in the Spirit and be aware that you are busy moving on their behalf. Lord, we're looking for a time of highly intense prophetic ministry. And I thank you, Lord, that you're opening this and bringing it upon each and every one of us in these times. While everybody's got their eyes closed and praying, I'm going to ask my, my ministry team to come down to the front. Firstly, if you want to bring your life to God, if you want to bring your life to the altar and give your life to Jesus, would you come down and speak with one of my prayer team right now? Get out of your seat. Come on down. This is the time when you decide to turn away from the world, give your life to God, receive His salvation, receive His deliverance, His forgiveness, yield your life to Him. Number two, if you're already a believer, you now have heard how important it is for you to pray in the Holy Spirit. If you have not been baptized by Jesus in the Holy Spirit, do not delay one minute longer. You cannot go on at this time you need the power of God in your life. You need the anointing. You need the Spirit to show you what's coming. You need to be able to pray the perfect will of God. I'm asking you, I'm urging you, I'm saying, come and receive the Holy Spirit. Please come and receive the Holy Spirit. It's so important that you receive. Come on out of your seat. Come down and receive. I'm going to just wait a moment or two for those two to come out of their seat and come down for prayer. It's very, very important. Before we pray for anything else, if you come and give your life to Jesus, come on down now. Just ask the person next to you, excuse me, I want to go to heaven. So excuse me, I'm going to go to heaven. Make your way past that person. Come down the front. Or if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, say, excuse me, I've got to go down and get the gift that God wants to give me. I want to go and get the gift. There's a gift waiting for you right now at the altar. Say, I want to go and get the gift. Just excuse me, I want to go get the gift. Out of my way, I want to go get the gift. And come on down. And now I'm going to say, if you need prayer for anything else, come on down. We'll pray for you. If you need prayer in your family, if you need prayer financially, if you are sick in your body, come on down. We're going to pray for you. Make your way out. Come on down quickly. Come on down quickly. As soon as you get down here, I'm going to dismiss the service. I'm just waiting for you to come out. Those who need prayer, come on down right now. Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Come on down. All right, Father, I thank you then for this service today. And I pray for every person who listened online that the words that were spoken would be life to them. They would sink deep in their heart. Seeds that will reproduce after their own kind. I thank you, Lord, that trees have been planted today in the life of these believers. That we're going to leave here, Lord, with a great hope, with great confidence, with great faith. Because we know what God is doing in our life and in the life of the church. Lord, we pray for our, our, our neighbors, our relatives, and our friends who do not know you. That at this time, Lord, maybe as we let them listen to this video, listen to the sermon, that their hearts will be touched and they'll be turned before it is too late. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Have a good week. Let's give the Lord a good praise. Come on. Thank you, Lord.